Welcome to a Problem Squared, the podcast which is a lot like beer in that it causes as many problems as it solves, or at least is <laughs> the source of many, many. You get new problems every time is what I'm trying to say. My name is Matt Parker, mathematician, and I'm a bit like craft beer in that I feature a lot of uh, surprising percentages and been a real surge in popularity since the late 2000s. <laughs> I'm joined by Beck Hill, who is a bit like Bex. Because it sounds the same. <laughs> also, not as bitter as you expect. Anyways, or sparkling and bubbly. Oh, yeah, yeah. We go with that? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we're overdoing... We'll make you gassy. Overdoing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Produces a lot of gas. Yeah, that works. Yeah, mm. that works. Mm -hmm. I, I hope we're not going to overdo the beer theme this episode, but it's... um. It's inevitable. Real, yeah, it's been a real theme. In fact, you're drinking non-alcoholic beer as we go. I thought you were saying, in fact, I'm hopping right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, on this episode, I'm going to deal with how much money you would have if everyone gave you one. <laughs> That's the whole sentence. <laughs> I'm going to work out how many bottles of Bex would fit in me. And I'm going to help with that previous one. <laughs> Let's get to it. <laughs> Let's do it. Normally I ask you how you're doing, but the fact that you're actually drinking from, from a bottle of beer as I ask, are you okay? How are you going? Are you all right there? Non-alcoholic. It is non-alcoholic. Yeah. yeah. So I'm great. I'm very hydrated. <laughs> That's the spirit. <laughs> it's not the spirit. That's the point. No spirits. Good yeah. point. I went to the opera since we you last went to the recorded. Opera? Yeah. What opera? Um, or opera to shorten that. La Travietta, I think it was called. It's got one very, well, people who are fans of opera will be like, they're all famous songs, but there's one recognizable one for... A breakout song. Yeah, yeah. The nickname is The Drinking Song, and it goes... Is that the one that's used in films to indicate you're at a fancy party? Yes. Oh, <laughs> no, because there is one that sounds very similar, oh. which is like... Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. and that's a I'm different at a fancy party, and something wacky is about to happen. That's a different, different. one. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. Sorry, I just don't know enough about opera. I probably the slight more than <laughs> yes. you, and that is Having it. Been to one. That yes. is all. Um, the thing is, everything about it was amazing. Yep. Like, like the the singing was obviously fantastic. The yep. orchestra, incredible. Amazing. The set design was was gorgeous aesthetically pleasing the costume design was fantastic the performances the acting everything everything beautiful the storyline is so boring it's so <laughs> wow. so boring it is such nothingness that it would make Hollyoaks look like lord of the rings like so it was the storyline is just there to hang everything else off yeah 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 and and it is not uh it cannot take the weight <laughs> <laughs> gotcha it collapsed gotcha. wow um yeah, which was a shame. So I'm not saying that opera is uh, is a write-off. Yep. But um, I'm saying that that particular story, Check not, story not for me, not okay. for me. But that's, that's why I, I see why song. others love it. The I'll drinking song was great. Oh, oh, and the drinking song, big famous one, right at the beginning. Ah. Oh. Rest of it, you're like, oh, bang up the classic. That's it. That's like start. That's like lens starting with "Still My Sunshine." <laughs> <laughs> then where do you and go? And then what do you do? Yeah. You, I have never heard of Len since then. <laughs> Most people will be going, I didn't did know they, they were called Len. Did they close with the drinking song again? Nope. No. No encore. Wow. Bold. It was bold. Yeah. Wow. Um, but that was... that was. Uh, I have not been to the opera. That's what I've done. What have you done? I am going to go mm. to the Antarctic. Yes, you are. It's very exciting. And as you are aware, I've spent a lot of my recent time getting ready to go to the Antarctic. Yep. Mainly just buying new filming kit that's the bulk of my <laughs> bulk of my preparation do i own uh, a warm hat yes what's the latest gopro so <laughs> but this is like it's so we're going to see a solar eclipse mm. and number one my wife is a solar physicist so she's big on the sun and we've been to see two solar eclipses before together and they've yep. both been amazing <laughs> and so when this one came up to see it you've got to be on a ship near antarctica 
Yeah, which is pretty fun. Look, at, uh, how much have we changed <laughs> since <laughs> Opera and we were like, please, can you sponsor cruise. our podcast? Will you be a Patreon? Yeah. I'm, I oh, went yeah. to the opera. There's some mixed messages. I mean, we were behind a pillar, guys. I just yeah, want to yeah, point yeah, out, yeah. we were in the nosebleed section. Is that the one at the I'm top working. or are they this at the beginning? This is a work trip, yeah. And, you, and yes, yeah, you're, you've... Uh, I mean, Lucy's going... I mean, it's not strictly... Like, she doesn't have to go for work, but it's good. But she does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm going, I mean, partly because, other than the fact I love seeing eclipses, and I've always wanted to go to Antarctica, and I'm like, when is there going to be a better opportunity? Like, there's no better time than to double up with a solar eclipse. Mm. So I'm like, well, it's kind of forced my hand. I've got yeah. to do it now. And it's one, it's a eclipse that goes the wrong way, oh. which is very exciting, because all eclipses go in the same direct, as in the shadow they... moves across the earth in the same direction. Yeah, because they generally, is it from right to left? If you look down on the Earth, mm -hmm. the moon orbits in an anti-clockwise direction. Okay. Which means that the shadow will move from west to east as the moon moves past the sun. If I got that wrong, I'll draw some diagrams later and double check. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. So if you're I looking think... at the Earth, it goes left to right. Yeah, but if you're looking at the solar If you're looking eclipse, up, it's, it's going to go right, right to, to left. left. Yep, yep. Yeah, so you read it Japanese manga style. Exactly. And then you're going to read it in Western style. Well, it's the only, well, not the only, it's a very rare eclipse that goes the other way. This one goes east to west, goes the other way. And the reason it goes the other way is it still goes left to right. Like that doesn't. But joke. you're on the other side of the. Oh, you're on the other side pole. of the pole. Yeah. So, so ha. east and west have flipped. That's incredible. So Ordered an inflatable globe to demonstrate this. Excellent. From the Antarctic Circle. And I've already got in touch. So the 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 ship I'm going on. I, I knew this was the ship for us when I read reviews and people were like, oh, there wasn't any entertainment, but they've got this science lab. And I was like, <laughs> yes, so they've got like a full on science lab that anyone on the ship can use. And they do loads of research and all this other stuff. So it's kind of, it's on the delicate edge between a tourist trip and a scientific research vessel. Uh, so I've already been talking to the scientists on board. I've been talking to other scientists who do research yeah. in Antarctica. Uh, when I'm not allowed to catch an Antarctic krill, because that was our animal or it creature was. that we deemed would have the longest queue if they all lined up in a yeah. previous episode. As a species. As a species. And I was like, oh, I could do a video about that mm. and I could get one. And they're like, you're not allowed to catch them. Even though they're the, the most abundant creature on earth, Yeah, you're not allowed. Of all the species where you're not going to miss one. Yeah, you're yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. However, they, they Maybe said, it's like fruit flies. Maybe it's if you bring oh, it maybe. back here, it'll multiply like ah, crazy. And be, yeah, we'll... Uh, they yeah. got a track record of doing that. Mm. However, you gotta take some sea monkeys. They were like on the side, and they often wash up dead on, <laughs> on the coast of Antarctica. So maybe just go for a little wander and have a look, and you might be able to just find a pre-dead one. So that's my that's my plan. Try and pick up a dead krill. Try and pick up a dead krill, or at least get some B-roll footage of Antarctic krill, so I can do a video about it. Yeah. So actually, cool. so I know we're not in the podcast proper, but I've already got a problem here. That hopefully listeners can help me with. Ooh. What should I do while I'm in the Antarctic Circle? On well, a ship. We go yeah, yeah, on a ship. Yeah. And so the exact route, I don't even know. Not just what you should do, what problems to solve. What right? problems I should solve. Exactly. It's well, not a friend like, of mine. Do the I'm a king of a world thing. Uh, good point. Good point. <laughs> so it's got to be sufficiently, you know, nerdy. So a friend of mine has an ice shelf down there that she does research on. Wow. And she's never been to visit it. She's been to visit ice in the arctic but she's never been to the antarctic how does she have an ice shelf to do it well it's it's no it's not her ice shelf but she's been researching it since her phd she researched the mathematical models of how ice melts oh wow in antarctica mm. and so she's like that's my shelf because you know it's her shelf mm -hmm. and um it sounds I'd, like a housemate it basically yeah, yeah she'd pull her name on everything yeah. <laughs> penguins <laughs> waddling past yeah, exactly. with labels do not touch whose shelf is this yeah so it's her ice shelf mm -hmm. and uh she's never seen it so I'm going to try and get a selfie with her ice shelf. A shelfie. An a, ice a shelfie. An ice shelfie. Yeah. Excellent. That's why I'm here. Yeah, exactly. I'm thinking I'm going to do a video about what the Antarctic Circle is. I'm going to, uh, like I said, try and find our Antarctic krill. I'm going to try and find, there's a type of plankton, which is shaped like a dodecahedron. I'm going to try and find one of them. Ooh. I know. Uh, but I'm open to suggestions. So if people have suggestions for what I should do, I will be on the ship as you're listening to this because we're recording this right before I go. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. So I can't take a thing that you request, but mm. I could do a thing while we're down there. 
I think with this one though, because time is of the essence. Yeah. And so that we can separate it from the other problems. Oh, so many problems. If you send it on Twitter to at problem squared and we'll keep an eye out. So yeah. You can forward them. I will have occasional internet. So you, yeah. you, you can get them all together and send them over. Yeah. I'll do a report for you. Excellent. I will do at least one listener suggested thing in Antarctica. Our first problem for this episode is from Ebby, Ebby, E-double-B-E. E-B-B-E. It's a cool name. It's a palindromic name. Yes, it is. They ask, if everyone in the world gave me one in their local currency, how much money would I have in euros? Such a good problem. Yeah. And you know what I liked about this problem? Mm. I looked at it. Mm-hmm. I thought, that seems simple. Yeah, which is, that should be our catchphrase <laughs> yeah, for this catchphrase. show. Oh, that'd be simple. That'd yeah. be straightforward. Yeah. Because in my mind, I'm just like, okay, all I got to do is get a list of every country and what currency they use, mm-hmm. get a list of every country and the populations, match them all up. So now I have a list with every country, their currency, their population, work out the exchange rate for every single currency, and then multiply every population by their exchange rate and add them up. Mm. And that would be the total amount of money if every single human reached into their pocket, pulled out one and gave it to you. Yeah. And you know what? What? It was. <laughs> Everything just came together. Oh, wow. I know. I was as surprised as you are. Yeah. I went and got the list of every single country. And first of all, some of them have more than one currency. Mm-hmm. And so I decided... What countries have more than one currency? Oh, allow me. So a lot of countries, if they have their own currency, will sometimes accept another major currency. So mm-hmm. a lot of countries will take their currency and the US dollar, let's say. Okay, yeah. So loads of countries do that. And even ones like the Cook Islands, they've got the Cook Island dollar, mm-hmm. but they also accept New Zealand dollars. Ah. Just because it's... Mm. convenient and easy and then yeah. you get a place you get like, like geneva and stuff where it's like the swiss yeah, francs swiss Frank, the... but they'll probably take euros mm. and depends i mean a lot of places will take currencies i got a list of all the official recognized currencies in, in each mm. country and then there's ones like brunei which is quite near singapore and have they have a lot of trade and whatnot they accept officially the brunei dollar and the singapore dollar mm-hmm. and singapore accepts the singapore dollar and the brunei dollar huh. and so I went through for every single country that had more than one currency. I picked the most local currency. Okay. Because Ebby said, if everyone in the world gave me one in their local currency. So I took that to mean the most local of the currencies yeah, available. That sounds right. With the exception, I only used currencies that have an official ISO abbreviation. Okay. So I, because I knew I couldn't manually go and get every single exchange rate mm-hmm. and work it out. I was going to have to look it up and automate this process. But thankfully, currencies like the Australian dollar is the AUD. Yep. A pound. GB. Yes, yeah, the Great British Pound. USD, EUR, so on, right? So, like the currency used in Ecuador doesn't have an official ISO symbol. El Salvador, uh, East Timor. There's a few currencies around that are not sufficiently internationally recognized. So I, okay. I sadly, for the purposes of automation, took those out. But then I now had all the countries and not just countries, like regions. So I've got like the Isle of Man, Jersey, like all the places that are part of the UK. And you're saying you took, sorry, the countries that didn't have the ISOs, did you say? They would have a different currency. They had a different currency. Yeah. 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 So they've been counted just. They've been counted yeah. just in a different currency. Fair. So yeah. Like um, how my most local currency is hugs, <laughs> but uh, it's not recognised on the stock exchange. Is that is that is that pegged to a different currency in terms of value, or does it float independently? Has it got its own? It it changes. It changes depending on who the person is. Right, so it's not like it's like negative if I don't like it. Oh right, exactly. So it's not like you know a set multiple of pats on the back. It's its, its own exchange because a lot of currencies are pegged to another one. So unlike I think mm. it was like Guernsey or somewhere, they've got a version of the pound which is equal to one pound. So yes, and yeah. loads of places have like their local dollar, which unbelievably always mm-hmm. equals exactly one dollar US. Yeah, but I still included those; they're all equal the same. Mm-hmm. But you know, for completeness, they're all in my spreadsheet. And then mm-hmm. I wrote a little bit of software to automatically get all the exchange rates for me. Yes, and I was a bit lazy on that, so 
there are clever ways to do that. I was like, I bet there are like exchanges or currency websites where they'll have an official API or a way to automatically write code to interact with their database to get mm. the current exchange rate. And I was like, oh, I have to learn a new thing. And I love learning a new thing, mm. but this was meant to be simple and straightforward. Yes. And so I thought, you know what? What if I just get a bit of Python code to just Google it? You've got the code for let me Google that for you. Exactly. Which is a very handy website when you want to be snarky. <laughs> yeah, I might. Yeah. Oh, re just replying with let me Google that for you. Yeah. Yeah. So I bet I've done that. So that's what my code does. There's a few clever things around the edges. Like it doesn't check for the same currency twice. If it's already looked it up for a different country, mm -hmm. when it gets to the next country, it remembers and then paste that in yeah. um, and does the slightly clever thing. So if, if it fails, because Google doesn't want you doing this. So sometimes my code crashes when it's trying to pull that value out of yeah, the yeah. web page. And so I've got a way that fails safe and it tells me. So 20 countries, my machine crashed trying to process Google out of, how many did I do altogether? 266. That's a lot. Not bad. But 266 I, is a lot, but only 20 I had to do No, manually. no, that's yeah. what's what I mean. Yeah. That's what Ultimately. I was do you want some currency facts? I do. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, so everything is in euros. I turned everything into euro. Mm -hmm. I thought there'd be loads of wacky currencies that are worth a lot and wacky currencies that aren't worth much at all. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like everyone has one of those like million dollar notes from yeah. some exactly. country. Yeah. But by definition, those don't hang around in circulation for long because they are mm. like got hyperinflation problems. You don't They're say. All, all the worst ones are only tens of thousands of them to a euro. So one euro is worth, if you're in Iran, 47,620 local. Uh, so but they don't get worse. They never get worse than tens of thousands. Hmm. That's, that's as bad. And so the absolute worst case scenario, when you're asking a local person to give you one of their currency, is Indonesia, which is the fourth most populated country in the world. What? Isn't that insane? What? Yeah. Indonesia has 271 million people. What? I know. There you go. That is mind-blowing. Is that insane? You've lived in Indonesia I've too. lived in Indonesia. Did it feel like it was the fourth The population most went down slightly when I left. Uh, <laughs> it definitely feels densely populated, but what you don't kind of get a sense of intuitively is like the empty bits. So like in Australia, it's obviously quite densely uh. populated in the cities, slightly in the suburbs. Mm. Loads of empty bits. Even the mm. UK, big old empty bits. Yeah. Indonesia, just nonstop people. And yeah, so right. they've got, I mean, Java is, I believe, the most densely populated island in the world. Wow. It's just in outrageous, like hundreds of millions of people. That's, oh. Isn't that something else? I'm very sorry to anyone who lives in or is from Indonesia then for totally, totally not knowing enough you about your country. As, a, as a, a huge population. Yeah. You should look into it more. But also the currency... The rupiah is right down the bottom in terms of value per individual unit, which basically means they've they've not reset it to be a new yeah multiple yeah, or yeah, yeah yeah obviously obviously inflation is constantly going so it's not like there's like an acceptable value like the pound has been inflating for centuries and mm. back when you're like my annual salary is a pound and four yeah, shillings yeah. right yeah and now we're just like it's a pound for a bag of cheese balls yeah. Just looking around the room. <laughs> so, uh, or a Bex non-alcoholic beer. So there's no correct value for a currency to have. Mm. They all drift over time. But they're all, because when you bring on a new one online, you tend to have it similar to other ones. They all kind of clump. But the, yeah, the, the, the ones that are worth the least per unit, tens of thousands of those units per euro. And then your best case is like Kuwait, Bahrain, Oman. Uh, they've got ones which are all individually, like the unit is worth, less than three euros. So there's no currency that I could find, people correct me if I'm wrong, where the unit is worth more than three euros. And for the record, I know a few countries do recognize like Bitcoin mm. as a currency, but it's not their main currency. It's not their most local currency. Hasn't got an official, I don't think it's got an official ISO code. So it's not on my spreadsheet. So in terms of local currencies, the Kuwaiti uh Dina, Dina is uh, worth currently 2.92 euros per unit. Ooh. That's the most I could find. Mm. So anyway, and the, the least useful statistic I will ever give you is the average currency value. So the average 
currency is in euros 25.6 euro cents. Oh, right. Which for all our listeners is 29 US cents. It's 21 and a half pence. That's so, so then I did the calculation. I multiplied the population of every single territory by the value of their currency. I summed them all up and you would get in euros 1,229,461,715 euros. Whoa. So 1.23 billion euros. Wait, so if we... No, because then it depends on how much money is actually in a place. Hey, I was like, does that mean we could, if we redistributed wealth? No, no, no it's just, yeah. <laughs> but that's no. not how no, it works. No, 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 no. <laughs> now, weighted for population, the mm. average person would give you 15.8 euro cent. So that's, that's the average value of currencies weighted for use. Right. <laughs> yeah. So if a random person says, would you like a currency unit, then... The average value of that is going to be 15.8 euro cents. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. So I thought it'd be straightforward and it was. There you are. Yeah. Relatively. I don't think it's useful. I don't know if any of that, <laughs> let us know. Was any of that useful? <laughs> well, I, th- I, I, I mean, I can't speak on behalf of our listeners, but I am going to give that a ding. Hey. And I a think, ka-ching. I think everyone should give me one of their local dings. Yes. Our next problem is in from Darren via our problem posing page at problemsquared.com. And they are building on the previous problem of how many Beck Hills could fit in Beck's Hill. Yes, which was in episode 017. Wow. Amazing of you to know that off the top of your head. Yes. And so they've built upon that problem. By asking how many Becks could fit in Beck Hill. And they've clarified Becks with a link to the Becks Brewery Wikipedia page. Yeah. In case we mean uh, the, I guess they mean the singer. The singer, songwriter. Yes. Yep. Um, Yeah. I mean, the whole thing is is a a homonym extravaganza. So I can see why they wanted to clarify. Yes. Which Becks. And as we discovered, Beck's with an apostrophe for ownership, which yeah. I, I didn't realize. So it is actually, it's like me. It's a singular. It's yeah, Beck. It's Beck. Beer. Yeah. 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 And so they want to know both, they clarify by consumption and theoretical total volume, how many Beck's could fit in Beck Hill. Yeah. I'm glad they said theoretical total volume. <laughs> As opposed to... Your presence in this physical plane is merely theoretical. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, um, Beck Hill, no one is more qualified to answer this question. This is true. And the fact that if I wobble the table we're recording on right now, we get a uh, a pub closing foley (laughs) sound effect noise. I'm going to go as far as to say that this entire episode... Sounds like we should have requested sponsorship before we oh got into goodness. it. Oh my goodness! Yes, we are. We yeah, are the worst at sponsorship. They, we can we can we, can we retrospectively? Them and, yeah. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they might send us a free six pack. Yeah. Although the last thing we want now at the moment, spoilers, is more backs. Yes. Anyway. Yeah. So let's go into the uh, that first part: consumption. Yes. Let's do a step by step. We'll look at consumption first. What I didn't want to do was. Make myself ill. Yeah. Smart. Thankfully. Bex. Bex do a non-alcoholic version yeah. of their beers. I think Bex, like Beck, uh, you should enjoy responsibly. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. I think. <laughs> I think all our listeners <laughs> responsibly enjoy you. Yeah. <laughs> and you were like, well, if you get to do drinking, I'm going to be the control yeah. subject. Yeah. So we can see how that is like compared to you. Exactly. And might I say, Matt... <laughs> <laughs> that I was surprised at someone who was so meticulous yep. with all of their calculations. That's me. Would be such a terrible control. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have. On. Can you lay out your control we, grievances? Let's say that I have no control in that you were my control and you were not <laughs> present as a control. Like we're out of control. Out of control. Fresh out of control. Well, first of all, you, after a couple of bottles yeah decided that you were gonna switch vessel yeah because you thought that maybe it would change the gas now for the record i went from 
drinking from the bottle. Yes. To drinking from a pint glass. Yes. To drinking from a hipster beer glass. Yes. And I will admit, I went rogue. I started, I know I was meant to be your control. Yeah. Your designated you immediately, controller. Immediately was like, how can I do this differently? To I was like, exactly. And I was kind of like, you know what? I'm going to have my own experiment within an experiment. And how did your experiment go, Matt? Badly. I don't think I don't think it got us any meaningful data. And then also quite quickly, uh, you requested whether you could switch beers to a different beer. I just thought one would argue as my role as the control. I thought I could, I could also have a control beer, like a whole separate type of beer <laughs> to compare to the main beer. And my final grievance mm-hmm. is that you didn't keep drinking after I finished. No. Which the point was to see what it would oh, be what? So I could... in comparison oh, to like... someone else's capacity. Nah, I was done. You were like... I was done as well. I just I... want to know if... <laughs> I feel like the... No, we've only got two two data points here, but I feel like capacity for Bex, the beer, mm. is a person invariant. It doesn't matter who you are. After the amount of Bex we had, that's enough for anyone. I, yeah. I think, I feel like what I confirmed was despite, and no spoilers here, having a different theoretical total volume to you, mm. I still had the same Bex capacity. Right. So that's There you go. Okay. So we actually recorded ourselves. Oh, we did. Because we, we did yeah. a mix of non-alcoholic that. and alcoholic. But I think by consumption, people were assuming that that meant alcoholic beer. Yeah. Well, also, we didn't want to, you know, just drink a bunch of beer for the sake of it. You know what? It was the closest I've felt in a long time. Because we were lining up the bottles as we were going. Yeah. To being like at a student party. Yeah. 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 Where they have ambient music in the background. Oh, okay. Reasonable chat. Yeah, okay. Get bored and start doing personality tests. 100%. We made it our own. (laughs) (laughs) But the concept of just drinking, not, I was going to say drinking beer for the sake of it, but we. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, because we'd already socialized. Normally I'm (laughs) doing something else and I happen to have a beer. Yes. Whereas this, I'm like, we're going to sit down. And we're going to drink this beer. Yeah. And yeah. we're going to keep drinking this beer. Yeah, it wasn't like we were there for the conversation and no. the beer was on the side. Exactly. The beer was the, the, beer main, was the main event. Yeah. It actually got to a point where we started talking so much that we were like, oh, it's taking us longer to drink the beers. We, we got to yeah, yeah. get back on task. Mm. So here is uh, some of the audio. The highlights. From uh, our little session last night. Right, this is the first back beer one. Beer one. Down beer, the hatch. Beer, uh, the beer one. 13 minutes. All right, 2139, beer 39. two. Cheers. <laughs> All right. All right, beer, beer three. Beer three, yep. Which is 2211. 2211. We've already started giggling. I'm still going, oh my goodness. I'm still, yeah, yeah, that's not good. Yeah, I'm going to persist with beer three, which is alcoholic, while you serve your head. Yeah. Um, as of 2228. And I finished mine at 22.26. Okay. All right. Beer number four is down. The non-alcoholic one. Speak for yourself. <laughs> we are pretty much two hours into this now. Uh, we just finished our fifth beers. I really need to wee. I'm holding it in. Beer six. Beer six. We've been doing personality tests. <laughs> yeah. Cheers. Okay, I'm finishing my sixth. I'm ready to write another time. 23.38. Okay, and now I have to wee. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Um, the answer mm-hmm. for consumption is six bottles Six bottles of Bex. Uh, that was until I needed to wee. And we decided that early on. We decided that it, the capacity thing would be until you needed to use the bathroom because that yes. would then change how much you could – because then you could just keep drinking, especially the way that we were doing it. I had the equivalent of two pints, and because I'd had – the equivalent of one pint of non-alcoholic beer in between them. Yeah. I felt fine. Because when we were planning this, mm. I've reached a point in my life where I'm like, I can typically have four pints of medium alcohol beer without getting a hangover. Yeah. Now. And I'm two to three. I have had a four pint hangover. I'm not ashamed to say that. Mm. I try to be careful. If I'm drinking other things, I would do the conversions into into metric Standard alcoholic pints, so mm-hmm. I can keep track, right? Because otherwise, if you mix and match drinks, you can fall or foul out quite easily. So I'm reasonably careful. 
And when we were playing this, I was like, well, obviously the bottles are like half pints. So I'm like, I can easily have eight of these without having a hangover. I really struggled because it was so gassy. I think gassy was what got me. I couldn't believe how full I felt. Yeah, because I burped a lot, but you didn't. Yeah. Well, I did a lot. I didn't of want burps. to bring it up, but you know, yeah, but you know, I well maybe maybe I'm up. I'm not. I didn't bring anything up. That's the problem. <laughs> and so I I struggled. I was like, wow. I'm. That's why halfway through I thought, why don't I compare this to a hipster craft ale, just to see because I suspect I'm just not used to consuming any volume of super gassy um, <laughs> lager beer. Lager beer. Yeah. Well, normally when you would drink, say, four pints, you go to the bathroom at some point. Yeah. I think this is the thing yeah, is that yeah. I was like, because we actually bought quite a lot, didn't we? We bought quite a lot we of bought, beer. We, we drank There's exactly nothing. a third of what we bought. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's because we were thinking in terms of how much we can drink before we get ridiculously drunk. Yeah. Not what you're drinking a single session before you have before to, you have to go to loo. Yeah. yeah. And in hindsight, I probably could have had six alcoholic ones mm. and still been fairly reasonably. Yeah, but we drink responsibly. We were recording data and we didn't want to. Exactly. And we did them in different orders. So you went alcoholic, alcoholic, non, non, mm. alcano, alcano, alcohol, alcohol. So you went two, two, two. Yeah. I mixed it up a bit more. I went alcohol, 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 alcano, alcohol, alcano. Alcano is very, I don't know why you're saying that, Matt. It's very confusing. You're not going to go, oh, sorry. Not it is al- not catching uh, in the slide. Probably there was another word for non-alcoholic. Oh, there is. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I, because I, I wanted to mix it up. So I, when I was drinking from the pint glass, I had one of each, alcohol and non-alcoholic. And then likewise for the craft beer glass. Yeah. To see if I could taste the difference in the different glasses. Mm. Yeah. Did you taste the difference? Initially, but I forgot pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We each consumed, for those of you who want the exact number, 1.65 liters. And you had an average of 20 minutes per beer. I was 23 and a half minutes a beer. So I was taking longer than you. And I had a total drinking time of two hours and 29 minutes. However, if you run the numbers of how long it took to drink an alcoholic beverage versus the non-alcoholic beer, they came out exactly the same. Wow. Yeah. Huh. I think that's more a statistical fluke than any great insight. Yeah. But on average, over this sample, the alcoholic beverages combined average mm. 21 and three quarter minutes per alcoholic beverage, 21 and three quarter minutes per wow. non alcoholic beer. Huh. Yeah. There you go. That is interesting. So I think the non alcoholic beer performed better than I expected. Well, I've been doing a little experiment myself since we started recording this episode because we had quite a few non alcoholic oh, yeah. beers left over. I started <laughs> drinking them. <laughs> right before we started recording. Yep. To see if I could hit six or more yeah. before I needed to yeah. eat. Just to see if there was a difference in terms of, different time of oh, day. you know, yeah, there's been a, a different You're amount of working, time since I last ate. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And I got to about almost full five. Yeah, nearly about five. About four and a half before I had to go to the toilet. And so that could be a number of things could be that i'd had more water i'd had three pints of water this morning yeah. or whatever could be that could also be that when you're under the influence of alcohol it takes you longer to realize things so you don't really have to, to go be the, like the oh All i right. have another one but you, you at least you didn't exceed what you what we did last night yes so you, you have shown that, that last night might have been the maximum capacity might have been yeah my yeah. upper limit there you go that is the total consumption thorough. that is that we've done that okay done, done. Tick. Tick. Part two. Part two. Right. So before we go into volume, I wanted to quickly look at other ways I could fit bottles of Bex. Oh, dear. Yeah. Now, my Google algorithm, absolutely ruined. If you try and look at how many... <laughs> I looked at a lot of x-rays that I can't unsee now. Oh, my goodness. Uh, let's just say, though, that I haven't been able to find more than one beer bottle. One um, seems to be the max. Yeah. As a whole bottle. Whole not, bottle. The, not Not the contents. Yeah. To be fair, the ones that I believe that I saw seem to be empty. So uh, oh, okay. might not count. Doesn't count. I don't know. Nah. I also put a call out on Twitter because I've, I've definitely met loads of different types of performers over the years. So I just said, do I happen to know any sword swallowers? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have no doubt. 
And you know some sword swallowers. I was able to get in contact with two sword swallowers. Brilliant. One and a control. That's right. Yes. So um, I want to thank Snooky Mono or yep. Snooky Mono, Got which it. is also their handle on socials. And Snake Fervor, that's F-E-R-V-O-R, who right. is a multiple Guinness World Record holding fire sword swallower, snake charmer, and circus sideshow. Oh, my goodness. And, um, this podcast, we go above and beyond. So I asked them if yeah. you were to sort of attach the beer bottles. A series of beer bottles. How many do you think you could? Should we just clarify for anyone wondering, sword swallowing is not a trick. Yeah, I mean, it's the not. secret is you swallow the sword. Basically, yeah. 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 So I said, you know, if you were to attach them, how many could you get down your gullet? <laughs> and they both said, and this is from professional sword swallowers yep. who who make a living from putting swords, swords in their throats. Yep. And they said, none. Do Zero. not do it. You will you will, you will die. die. <laughs> oh. They said, first of all, um, if a sword swallower is saying, that's a bit dangerous. Yeah. They said because of the circumference of the bottle, yeah. you'd be blocking your airway. So you won't be able to breathe. That's not good. And because it's glass, there oh, yeah. is a that's chance not fail safe. that it could break and then you would get internal injuries. Um, so they very much. Very much warned against that. Yes. Said do not do not do that. So this. I'd like to reiterate that for everyone listening. <laughs> please do not <laughs> yes. try and Thank insert you. Bex bottles in any part hey, no. of your body. Um even though I've seen x-rays, I don't know how they turned out. No. <laughs> so I, I would argue um, none. None. In, in that sense. But I also thought, is there any other way I could fit Bex bottles into me? Yep. So I reached out to two doctors. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> um, Adam K. Oh, yeah. Who, yeah, yep, Adam. Yep. Uh, who is Amateur Adam on, uh, on Twitter and also um, has uh, written a book or two. Quite a few, yes. Yeah, I think more recently, um, Kay's Marvelous Medicine for Kids. Oh, oh excellent. Yeah. So um, uh, that was Adam Kay and Dr. Zand, who is um, uh, at Zand. That's X-A-N-D-V-T. Uh, Dr. Zand, also from Operation Ouch. Yeah. Uh, yep. They both said, both. well, actually, oh, skin is very stretchy. <laughs> That's not what you want to hear from your doctor. In fact, Dr. Zan said that he had a colleague who was the nurse at the torture garden, which is a uh, a, a club. A of, club. Of types, a club. Who would routinely inflate people's scrotums with three to four liters of fluid. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> um, they both suggested you could either have the bottles surgically Put in put well when you think about breast enlargement and stuff oh, yeah. like that. Yeah, good point. So you could have it put under your skin. Yep. I think it'd be very funny to think of what it would sound like if you're walking around. <laughs> Depends how many beer bottles you put. <laughs> well, actually, it is possible for someone to increase their body weight by over ten times and not burst their skin. What? So the skin can. Skin's got a lot of give. Stretch a lot. Yeah. I mean, skin's got to be hard wearing. Like it, you know, holds us together. Yeah, Adam K actually said uh, if you could hollow yourself out and just use yourself as essentially a bag, yep. human skin bag, Giant fill skin myself bag. with bottles, then, you know, we could potentially fit loads of Becks in there. But I mean, even if they weren't full bottles, even if it was just liquid. I occasionally use that. the phrase upper bound. Yeah. It's never been, I think this is the most definite upper bound. Well, I'd argue that if you hollowed me out, and stretch my skin out. It's not me anymore. No, it's a, no, no, no. It's a yeah, Theseus's Beck is what they would refer <laughs> really? to. Really? All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, it wasn't the answers that you asked for, but they were ones that I looked into to uh, make sure that I. That's the motto of this podcast. Yeah. But let's look at the volume. So we, we decided to work out my volume. Yeah. Matt has a piece of paper here. We'll put yep. some pictures up on uh, Instagram, Twitter, oh, Patreon. I always forget when I'm doing working out your. People want to see stuff. It's just a bunch of numbers and the outline of my bath. Yeah, and you can see the weird shape that Matt's bath is. Hey, this guy. Don't even explain it. I want them to guess. If you're not from the UK, you good luck. (laughs) It looks like the it looks like the blueprints for a house. Is what it is. Yes, but without that, that was the aesthetic I was going for with my my diagram here. You know what? I'd never measured my own bath. I don't know if many would have. Yeah. I don't like in the UK, they put the showers in the bath. Yeah. And I'm not a big fan of that. 
because no, I struggled. No, it's very to, dangerous. Yeah, I don't like standing next to the slopey edge of the bus. Right. Yeah, there's not enough room. And I like to. Ha- I, I wanted something that was a shower first and a bath second. And so it's basically it's a bath, but one end's bulbous. Yeah. It's like oh it's, been, it's been inflated with liquid, and so you can <laughs> stand in that end comfortably, but yet still have a bath. Yes. Which you did. Yep. So I had a bath at your house. Yes, you did. And we we filled. I worked out how I, I got in the bath first. Yep. Uh, and then marked a line on the side of it with a whiteboard marker. Before well, before you got in, you got the water in the bath. No, I got in oh. first to work out how much oh. water I need to put in. You worked out how, to, how to high up me. you are. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> then I got out. Then I filled the bath <laughs> up to that line. That's so good. Yep, yep, yep. Well, you don't want to do it. So I don't want to I guess too little. You just, you just filled the bath by eye and then drew the line where the water was. But no, you pre-marked the bath. I've never used your bath before. I don't know how much space oh, I take point. up. Good point. <laughs> that was the whole point of the exercise. So yeah. Then I got in the bath yep. and then got under the water as much as, as much possible, as possible with a little little pen sticking out from the water. <laughs> drew, <laughs> drew a line. Where the level went up to, and we and we measured the difference. Yeah. So for people unfamiliar with Did the work it, of Archimedes, yeah, basically we we know how high the water was with no back, mm-hmm. add an entire back, yeah, and see how much higher the water is, and the difference must be all back. Yeah, Eureka. Eureka. That's what they say. I was trying That's to put what you beer, were yelling. Beer and Eureka in the same. That's a real Alcano. So that's <laughs> <laughs> an Alcano from me. So. Uh, we, I then came in and measured the bath and yes. calculated. Once I was out and what, dressed. Yes, yes. <laughs> Once you were out and then I, I um, thankfully the, the sides where the water was up to were all pretty straight. I had to compensate for one bit that was on a, on an angle, mm. but I, I took that into account trying to be as accurate as possible. Worked out the, the area, worked out the height difference. So the water was six and a half centimeters higher once you were in the bath, but the bath had a surface area of just over eight and a half thousand square centimeters. And I did it in centimeters because one cubic centimeter is one milliliter of water. Mm-hmm. That was a nice conversion. And so I can tell you, Beck, that your volume, according to this bath experiment, is 56 and a half liters. Ooh. Yeah. All I can think of is I'm 56 and a half of those bottles of milk. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I think of it. That's quite a lot, actually, isn't it? quite a lot. But then the human body is largely water. I think we're probably, are we probably, are we more or less I want to say water? 70, but I think 70%, but then I think that's the earth thing, oh, isn't it? Yeah. That's how much water we You often confuse yourself with the entire planet. I do. I do. <laughs> so, <laughs> ego much? Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, so I think that's about, this ballpark, mass of a human should be about the same as the volume. Yeah. Give or take. So that, that checks out. And you know what? Let's just do a quick divide to get you. How many bottles of Becks we could have got? So you were 56.5 liters divided by each bottle is 0.275 liters. 205 and a half. Whoa. Call it 200. So if you were to make a a mold of me and then pour it. Pour Becks in. Pour Becks in. You'd need yeah. that many bottles. You need 205 and a half. Hmm. Which meant you drank 2.9% of your volume in beer last night. Yeah. That's bonkers. That is bonkers. Huh. Wow. Yeah, you learn something ah. new every day. So there's your answer, 2.9%. <laughs> You're still going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bottle number 17. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I hope that answered your question, Darren. <laughs> yeah, Darren. <laughs> <And> you, Darren. <laughs> Take that and give it a ding. <laughs> <laughs> give us more delicious problems, please. Ayo. B. So, <laughs> what do we have in the AOB box? Well, first of all, someone has given you a ding, Matt. Yes. yes. Always a good day. For your uh, pumpkin problem, which was oh, yeah. in the last, last previous episode. episode, the Halloween yep. special. 024 for anyone, anyone playing along at home. Yep, as everyone is. <laughs> Eric VH got back to us via Twitter and said, So cool that you answered my hole in pumpkin question. My initial thought was, as Beck mentioned, yep, yep, as it came to me while carving a pumpkin. However, Matt was right with his answer to the stated question. <laughs> Thank you. Of course, a pumpkin is not a jack-o'-lantern. Nope. Full ding from me. Oh, technical, technical ding. Yay. Best type of ding. And I will address a semi-common comment 
on the companion YouTube video about this. And mm. I'm, I've, I'm picked Nathaniel's here to represent them all because they very concisely said, do that with a sphere and I'll really be impressed. And actually a lot of people had the opposite thing where they're like, it's not, it's not impressive that you can have a hole in a thing that's bigger than the thing. Because they make the point that you can take a door off a doorway and then walk oh, yeah. through the doorway with the door. Yeah, yeah, that's so, true. Uh, yeah. So a door, a big, big flat things mm. can very easily fit through a hole in themselves, which means by my definition, you can make a hole bigger than the thing in the thing because they've got such wildly different cross sections. Whereas a sphere has the same cross section from every direction, mm. which means a, a sphere always has the same shadow. Looks the same no matter how you look at it. What Nathaniel's doing here is basically, yeah, pointing out that it wouldn't. In fact, I think anything with a circular cross section, this won't work for. Mm. That's my working theory because it relies on being able to get a cross section that wholly fits inside another one. And I think if you've got a circular cross section in there, you would cut it in half. Yeah. There's no way to get around that. You're always yeah. going to cut it in half. Yeah. And then you've got two things. And even I'm not going to try and argue that's one thing in two pieces. Yeah. Yeah. I would argue, don't, just don't try. I'm convinced. Good argument. So <laughs> you, are you on the debating team? Who who needs, <laughs> I would, do you know what my debate would be? Yeah. Who needs to put a sphere through a sphere? That's the real question. That's... And then I would make them out to be evil. Oh, got it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Which is uh, how you become a politician these days. Politics. Um, and I did put it out as my jack-o'-lantern on my doorstep. I put a candle in it. And I put it on my doorstep. So just so you, I mean, I know Eric was very kind. He doesn't have, pumping doesn't have to be a jack-o'-lantern. I then did use it as a very pathetic jack-o'-lantern. And just to recap, we had our cupboard versus nubbard survey on Twitter. Yes. To see if you should be allowed to stay outside of the cupboard. In full disclosure, you are currently outside of the cupboard. Yeah. Yeah. Any new listeners, normally I record from within a cupboard in my house yep. remotely. This time you've. Pop down. We're recording in my office. Yes, which is lovely. Very surreal. Yes, it's Talking nice to be directly out again. at your face. Yeah, and um, uh, otherwise it'd just be me drinking in my cupboard for this episode. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> but this time for a reason. And so uh, a few people. This time. <laughs> a few people feel bad that they've, they've they've realized what they've done. That they they had res they had sent you back to the cupboard. They didn't they didn't realize the harm. Oh, that good. They're, that they're you know, casual Twitter poll responding yeah. was gonna going to enact. And so uh, someone tried to spin it. David here is claiming that the reason to vote cupboard was out of concern for your health, Beck. In an ongoing pandemic, they thought it would be safer for you. To, to be in a cupboard. small enclosed space with not much breathing. <laughs> with no, with no ventilation. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> someone else, the crafty grammarian, said the poll was presented without context. And... They'd forgotten that you record from the cupboard. So they voted cupboard just because they are pro cupboards. I would argue that the context was in the episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they just saw the poll on Twitter <laughs> and just saw cupboard or nubbin. And they're like, love cupboards. Yeah. Why would anyone be anti-cupboards? Cupboard, please. And, and actually, Mark has given you an out. I mean, literally saying that only 59% of the episodes should need to be in the cupboard if you take the ratio of the poll. Oh. It's like if the UK was out of the EU 52% of the time and in 48% of the time. Yeah. You have like a timeshare arrangement. So Mark's saying you could just be in the cupboard 59% of the time. Oh, see, now there's part of me that's like, well, I've already done most of them in the cupboard. Yeah. So if you say, oh, that is 59%. Uh, oh, so far. Oh, right. And then for the next 41% of, yeah, of that, I will do outside the cupboard. Oh, my goodness. So you can do basically another two thirds of the time we've just done. Yeah. Which would be 16 episodes now out of the cupboard. Yeah. Okay. I see that. But then I also realized that that would also mean that if we went by Brexit, <laughs> then <laughs> I think we were in there for a long time. I think any kind of seismic change requires a supermajority vote. Yeah, agreed. And so we, that which is a two-thirds majority, and we did not get that. So mm. I think we're not putting into place any big changes. Who would make such a sweeping change yeah. on, 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 on a non-supermajority vote? 
So it's almost like we realized we shouldn't have put the poll out <laughs> with no plan on how we were going to respond to the yeah, results. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And we had one more feedback as well on the last episode from Thomas, who simply said, "I enjoyed the episode." <laughs> Good feedback, Thomas. Thanks, Thomas. Yeah, yeah. I like those. I like when I see uh, that sort of feedback on stuff. Yeah, you do. It's nice. Finally, I am just going to randomly sort a spreadsheet with all our Patreon supporters in it. Oh, here we go. And, huh, okay. So, we would like to thank randomly selected Matty. Earthwormia. And A.V. Yay. Thanks for your support. And speaking of Patreons, you have until the 7th of December to uh, join in as a patron if you would like the A Problem Squared Christmas card. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. We'll be sending out limited edition Christmas cards with my own art on it to all of our Patreons. And if you're a wizard tier level, we will personalize your card as well. It's amazing. So we need to get those locked in early so we can get them in the post. Mm-hmm. It's pretty special. Yeah. Some would say best part of Christmas. Some would say that. Some would say that. That makes me sad. <laughs> Thank you to everyone who tuned in to this episode and for telling people how much you enjoyed it. This podcast has been voiced by Beck Hill and Matt Parker and produced by Lauren Armstrong Carter. Now we're in my office, so I've had to get a new deck. I was just curious. Maybe that was the problem. Wrong deck. That's true. You've ruined your system now. No. Now my system's in tatters as well. You'll have to remember. I'll have to remember. I'll keep this card out. (laughs) Hello, listeners. Beck Hill here, just popping up with a little extra something. As you know, if you're listening to this not long after it came out, Christmas is approaching. And we wanted to say that we've put a little something on our wish list. I I listen to hundreds of podcasts. That's not even an exaggeration. And they're always asking people to leave an Apple review. And I always think uh, they can't mean that much, but apparently they do. They really help. So if you'd like to get us something for Christmas, it would mean the world to us if you left a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. We'd love that. It would mean so much to us and we'll read them we'll read them we'll enjoy them if you are a patreon supporter we will be doing our christmas cards again this year we're going to be sending them out to all of our patreons this time we can't guarantee if you live overseas that it will get to you before christmas but you will get a card with some of my art on it yeah that was all the christmas based stuff i needed to say better get better get painting <laughs>